You're listening to Am I Cancelled? The show where one host is wacky and the other is not impressed. Strap in and listen as the world of cancel culture is examined and disagreed upon by two of the most opposite-minded personalities you'll ever find. But they also aren't afraid to get philosophical. So put your headphones in, tune out the world, and get canceled with us. Julie! Welcome to the show. Got some stuff to talk about today, Julie. And I know you just got off work. And you're so tired and you're ready to get this over with. But you still made it here. And that's what's important, Julie. Best friends. Best friends doing a podcast together. That's what all of this is about. Right? That's what? That's not what your voicemail said last night. So today we're going to talk about Brianna Taylor. What happened to the officers? What was the outcome? Then we're going to talk about Trump appointing someone to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We're also going to talk about Florida governor saying COVID P Shaw. That's not real. We're also going to listen to the music. Julie, how was work? It was work. I did it because I have to, not because I want to. I don't know. I think you're excited about having a new job. and I think I'm excited about having money in my bank account. Julie, you know what? Let's just go ahead and play the intro. This is going to be an awful show. All right, Julie. Gotta love our intro, right? Sure. It's a staple of the show at this point. Down to a science. Julie, you seem to be distracted. Are you looking something up on the interwebs right now? No. <laughs> I don't know. The fact that your skin got ten shades paler told a different story. No, I was trying to adjust the video settings, but you know, it just made me look pastier, so who cares? <laughs> Pastier, yellow, oh, you and with no to, uh, eyebrows. You, you tried to adjust for low light, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work out for you, huh? No. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I can't see this, so it doesn't matter. No reason, Julie. I thought we tried something a little new today. I thought instead of just reading from papers and notes that we've taken, that we could go ahead and listen to some clips of some things, get some more clarity. Have it come right from the horse's mouth and the cow's tits and just. But before we jump into that, Julie, I wanted I say your name a lot, don't I? (laughs) It's fun for me. Also, I think if you go into broadcasting that you should use the name Juliana instead of Julie. 
Like it's it a, sounds better. It sounds more NPR professional. Likes those complicated names, but Juliana, this is Juliana. Look, stop playing with your lighting, and <laughs> we're not <laughs> recording like video right now. Though. We're not recording video right now. You don't have to worry about no, lighting. Like, it just you look ridiculous. Yeah, you <laughs> do. That's true. But I just wanted to before we jump into any of these topics. I want to talk about the really nice voicemail that you left me last night. This it is was, all a lie. Don't it was very to nice him. of you to send me you. that voicemail. <laughs> what happened, Julie? Is there a connection problem with your audio? So Julie sent me a voicemail last night and it was very touching. It was, it was great. I was like, you know, because she's always been so standoffish and Julie, did you, did you say something? Are you saying something, Julie? She's not talking now. So let me go ahead and just say what I have to say. So, you know, she's usually standoffish and she's usually very mean to me. And I always thought, you know, this is just a front. I just need to put up with this. Really, she knows that we're best friends. And then, but she kept persisting and persisting that she hates my guts until... Last night, I received this voicemail because I wasn't near my phone. I accidentally missed it. I'm sorry, Julie. I know it's, you know, you had this heartfelt message to give to me and I wasn't there to receive it, but I did save it and I just want everyone to be able to listen to it. <laughs> so here we go. Edward, you're a close friend of mine. I don't think that I would be where I am without you. You really helped me. So I got that message last night and it was so nice, Julie. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. That was really nice of you. It made me feel great. Is there a point in me speaking? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean that you've muted me so I can't expose you for you're your lies. You're not muted. I don't know what you're talking First of all, I don't know what that means, but you're not muted. He, he, Everyone he can muted hear you. me. Oh, look. Everyone can hear you. Can they? Yeah. Can they? Yes. If I can, can hear, you, hear you, they me? can hear okay, you. Okay, sure. All right. Well, Edward's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if there's a point in me sharing it because it's like it's, I'm past it and I really don't care what people think. But And then uh, Kiki Mamau called me last night and said. And then he manipulated audio. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't even know how to do what that means or how to do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he has no clue. But then Kiki Mamau called me and said this. So I'm laying there, barbecue sauce on my titties. And I was like, is that necessary, Kiki? Or Kiki used it or said that quite some time ago. And Edward is feeling sad and lonely. So he went and looked for recordings of things about that we had said before and manipulated them in a way that would make him feel better about himself. Edward, you're a close friend of mine. And I agree, Julie. That Does last that part, even sound like me? That last part was really nice, Julie. I agree. So, yeah, it was nice about who the I was actually saying it about. Before you bore the audience any further, Julie, let's go ahead mm. and jump into our first topic. <laughs> so, um, the Kentucky Attorney General came out and said what had happened with the three police officers. Attorney General Daniel Cameron. So let's listen in. 
and see what he has to say on the matter. And Julie, you go ahead and start talking if you want to talk, and I will pause it for you. Evidence shows that officers both knocked and announced their presence at the apartment. The officer's statements about their announcement are corroborated by an independent witness who was near in a proximity to apartment four. In other words, the warrant was not served as a no-knock warrant. What do you think about that, Julie? What evidence? What do you mean? Body cam footage? Maybe. Witness state, just witness statements? What was the evidence? Well, what he said was there was an independent witness. No, no. He said there was evidence that they knocked and announced. And then he said, added on, that there was an independent witness. So is it just the independent witness or is there other evidence? It would I mean, they had body cameras on. So I don't so know why, why they're not being So why was it announced at. that it was a no-knock warrant before and now all of a sudden it's not? Well, there's a, I, what it appears is that a lot of people had a lot of misconceptions about what happened. But what did they announce before now? What was the police department's official release statement? Well, I'm sure it wasn't against what he's saying right now, because that would be silly. The whole thing's fucking silly. Don't say curse They charged, I love this, I saw a post, and they put it in a great way. They said... They're charging them for the bullets that missed, not for the bullets that killed this person. <laughs> they're they're not charging anybody with the death of Breonna Taylor. They're charging one person with basically negligence or what they called wanton endangerment. But it's a felony and it's three counts. He could serve because up. he just he shot through walls. Yes, and he could serve up to five years in jail. Oh wow, five years! <laughs> Let's listen, Julie. When officers were unable to get anyone to answer or open the door to apartment four, the decision was made to breach the door. After breaching the door, Sergeant Mattingly was the first and only officer to enter the residence. Sergeant Mattingly identified two individuals standing beside one another at the end of the hall, a male and a female. In his statement, he says that the male was holding a gun, arms extended in a shooting stance. Sergeant Mattingly saw the man's gun fire, heard a boom, and immediately knew he was shot as a result of feeling heat in his upper thigh. So what do you think about that, Julie? The the well, boy, they announced the, the boyfriend that shot first. the bullet that the boyfriend shot was not the bullet that hit this police officer. That's Did they not, not true. That's that's false. Is it false? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he. Addre- yeah, I'm sure he addresses it, but but yeah, that was not true. It was not another officer that shot him. Okay, it was this bullet. So remind me of what the reason was that they decided to enter this apartment. It was for drugs, wasn't it? I don't remember. It's also a misconception that they were at the wrong house. They weren't at the wrong house. No, they just had the wrong people. I don't know if that's true either. Whatever the case is, 
putting myself in my in this situation. Brianna Taylor is an innocent victim. Yes, but I'm saying like it's happened, and I live in a house, not just an apartment. I'm proud of you. And great. The dogs will be passed out. We'll all be asleep in the morning and somebody will knock on the door and literally nobody will realize it. And they'll and we'll talk to them later and be like, I was knocking on your door this morning and nobody woke up. Uh-huh. So it happens until you realize that somebody's entered your home. And if somebody like my dad decided that there was an intruder, he wouldn't face them without a gun. Okay, but Julie, obviously the dude knew that there were people there or he wouldn't have the gun ready when they breached the door. But did he, but did they know if they were police officers or not? What they're saying is that an independent witness at the very least. So they, they said they announced that they were police officers when they were knocking on the door. Right. So when they busted down that door and they entered the threshold, did they start saying police? Like, because what if they hadn't woken up until the door was being broken down? I mean, I'm sure if they are, and if we're to believe that they announced themselves before they sure broke they down didn't the door, do it only one time. No, they didn't do it only one time. But I'm saying if these people didn't wake up until the door was being broken down and these people entered, I mean, past the okay. threshold of this apartment, did they announce that there were police in the apartment after that point? But that does sound far fetched. The scenario that you're setting up. No, I'm just saying that's a possibility. And it's a question. Yeah. I'm not setting up a scenario. I'm asking a question. Did well, they- it's a scenario. Say disencouraged. No. Kenneth Walker fired the shot that hit Sergeant Mattingly. And there's no evidence to support that Sergeant Mattingly was hit by friendly fire from other officers. Mr. Walker admitted that he fired one shot and was the first to shoot. In addition to all the testimony, the ballistics report shows that the round that struck Sergeant Mattingly was fired from a nine millimeter handgun. The LMPD officers fired 40 caliber handguns. There's where he says it. Sergeant Mattingly returned fire down the hallway. Do you have a problem? Yeah. You think you, you're you allowed to roll your eyes at me? Yes. You're not. Who says? I will pull this podcast over. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Mattingly fired six shots. Almost simultaneously, Detective Cosgrove, also in the doorway, shot 16 times. This all took place in a matter of seconds. In total... Six bullets struck Ms. Taylor. Medical evidence obtained by our team indicates that only one shot was fatal. Further medical evidence shows that Ms. Taylor would have died from the fatal shot within a few seconds to two minutes after being struck. Detective Hankinson fired his weapon 10 times, including from a outside sliding glass door and through a bedroom window. Some bullets traveled through apartment four and into apartment three before some exited that apartment. At the time, three residents of apartment three were at home, including a male, a pregnant female, and a child. 
There is no conclusive evidence that any bullets fired from Detective Hankinson's weapon struck Ms. Taylor. The KSP ballistics analysis did not identify which of the three officers fired the fatal shot. I just want to address something with you, Julie, because I noticed you getting all crazy because of the amount of shots fired. Um, what I'm Googling right now is how many bullets is a, san- a standard 40 cal handgun hold. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, most Glocks hold like 13. Um, you Do you not know? No, 16. So he emptied his magazine. The standard holds 16. Yeah, but that's... It's more standard than you think. That's why it happens a lot. That's what do you mean? It's more standard that because, they empty their magazine? Yeah, because when when they're getting shot at, they are trying to eliminate the threat. Mm-hmm. But so, how many times did the boyfriend shoot? Doesn't matter. It was a. Yeah, but how many, it was yeah, a, but how many times? There's a use of, if you think about use of force, which is you know, you think that's overkill, but it's just, it's not. There, it's not in training. If someone is presenting deadly force to an officer the officer will do what they can to eliminate because if you shoot once and like you hit them in the arm then they're still mobile then they still i thought he hit him in the leg no the the oh. boy the boyfriend hit the cop in the leg what i'm saying is when a, when a police officer's life is being threatened they do whatever they are trained to stop the threat and the man that has been arrested and charged was the mm-hmm. one who was shooting from outside, correct? Yeah. The one that said from a glass door and from a bedroom window. Yeah. So he shot from the bedroom window, but it says that they were in the hallway. So did they run back to the bedroom? You're in the what bedroom. was he aiming at? Where he was shooting both through a glass Dude, door and a bedroom You're window. Like I have secret body cam footage. I don't. No, but I'm just I'm I'm speculating. I'm just thinking You're about thinking it, like how loud. the apartment layout would work. You're being where this man was shooting from a glass door and a bedroom window, but he wasn't at risk of shooting his fellow officers. But he was also aiming at these people, mm-hmm. and when they were first encountered in the hallway. Mm-hmm. After receiving that information, I asked the FBI crime lab to conduct its own analysis to see if they reached the same results. The FBI ballistics analysis concluded the fatal shot was fired by Detective Cosgrove. Our office looked at both reports to determine if there were major differences in the procedures used by each lab that would have led the FBI to identify who fired the fatal shot. Both law enforcement agencies use similar equipment and analysis, and each lab is highly respected for their work. There was nothing our investigators could point to, nor anything provided by the respective agencies that directly explains why one lab made the call while another did not. I think it is worth repeating again that our investigation found that Mattingly and Cosgrove were justified in their use of force after having been fired upon by Kenneth Walker. I find it interesting that 
so they're they're presenting their findings now. But then if you if you go down to the comments, like nobody's, it, it's like they didn't even watch the video because they're literally saying the opposite of what has already been said. They it's, are, but I think what they're focusing on is that you have to think about these men have killed an innocent person with good intentions mm-hmm. because they believed that the people that lived in that apartment and the people that they encountered were not innocent of the crimes that they were trying to charge them with. Mm-hmm. But they still killed an innocent person and any yeah. average person, person, if they killed someone with good intentions, they would still go to jail. But since they're police officers and this is their job, they're free to continue. Yeah. But you, so they made a mistake and like, they're not having to pay for that mistake in any way. But even if, but okay. if, you, if, if it's any other job and you have any other sort of fuck up, they're reparations. I'm trying not to interview. I, I'm trying not to interrupt you and your salient, brilliant points. Yes. That's so profound. What I yeah, your saying. profound points as our, Beautiful club advisor Chris Willis said to us, I talk over you too much, so I'm letting you talk over me every single fucking second that I try to say any words. So what I was going to say, Julie, and by the way, profound point, very profound. What I was going to say is, uh, yes, an innocent person died, and that is horrible, and that is awful. But just because you're upset about that doesn't mean that you should ignore all the other facts surrounding it and just disagree with them because you're upset that an innocent person died. No, but does it change the effect of these people have a right to be angry? Maybe they just don't have a right to be angry for the exact details that they're angry for. But like overall, be angry about it. No, Julie, they can be angry but they should also want to be They should be angry about something else. No, they can be angry, but they should be, they shouldn't let their anger cloud them being right or accepting facts. That's because most people don't know how to argue their point properly. And people don't pay attention to the details and the facts when they see something that upsets them in the news. And that's why these movements don't go anywhere. Mm hmm. And the same things keep happening over and over because people aren't paying close enough attention to what's actually going on so that they can change it. Okay. I want to continue because I want, he addresses the public soon. Secondary to this justification, the KSP and FBI ballistics analysis reached different conclusions, creating a reasonable doubt in the evidence about who fired the fatal shot. I certainly understand the public's desire for answers, and many have questioned the length of the investigation. Simply put, we had to try every means necessary to determine who fired the fatal shot before the investigation could be completed. With a thorough and complete knowledge of all evidence collected in this case, lawyers with our Office of Special Prosecutions presented the findings of our independent investigation before a grand jury comprised of Jefferson County residents beginning on Monday and concluding today. In Fletcher v. Graham, the Kentucky Supreme Court said that the grand jury has competing but balanced functions. On the one hand, 
Its purpose is to investigate allegations of criminal conduct and determine if there is probable cause to believe that a crime has been committed. On the other, the grand jury serves to protect the public against unfounded criminal prosecutions where probable cause is lacking. The grand jury is unique in our criminal justice system because it operates independent of the court and the prosecutor. The hallmark of the grand jury is its independence from outside influence. This independence is necessary to ensure that justice is done both for the victims and for the accused. After hearing the evidence from our team of prosecutors, the grand jury voted to return an indictment against Detective Hankinson for three counts of wanton endangerment for wantonly placing the three individuals in apartment three in danger of serious physical injury or death. The charge of wanton endangerment in the first degree is a class D felony. And if found guilty, the accused can serve up to five years for each count. Kentucky law states that a yeah, five years for each count. So up to 15, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's, Sometimes I just wish people could hear things and and process it. It's it's, it's really frustrating to me because it's like people have to understand that that courts and things like this are not supposed to operate based on emotion. Yes, you all are feeling these emotions, but that's not how the justice and and juries and all these things are supposed to operate. They did. Know, I just- they did an investigation. They're presenting their findings, and I'm laughing because of Julie's face, not because of this story, but they presented their findings, and and now people are just going to continue to be mad because an innocent person's dead, which is fine to be mad about that thing, but don't get the facts wrong just because you're upset. It makes your case a lot less solid. Sorry, Edward, I almost interrupted your profound statements there. I just don't get why people are getting upset about how long the investigation has taken. They should want that. I mean, like, this shit has to be done over and over. There were three different officers. I mean, how many shots were fired? Over 30, probably almost 40. All from different locations. These people had to remember exactly where they were standing. All these different investigations had to go in like where each bullet traveled from which person and where it struck and that stuff doesn't just you know happen automatically Mm -hmm. it's not like they enter those numbers into a computer and it makes sense that stuff actually has to be done by hand which also results in human error. So they can't just do it once and they can't just have one person doing it. Mm -hmm. All this stuff has to be checked over and over and over again. So of course the investigation is going to take a long time and you should be happy that it did. It's a very good point, Julie. Profound. I would say profound. I keep forgetting the word that he used. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, so are we, whatever, whatever. We we discussed it, but I do want to say, I wrote this. I wrote this down, and I mean it. And I want people to listen. And I, I'm I'm ready to be canceled. Jesus, take the wheel as I say this next statement. So people who protest and do these things, 
They want to know why they're not being taken seriously. And why does your outrage and your protesting fall on deaf ears? The sentencing came out. This came out two days ago. Right? It trended on Twitter for a day. Then everyone decided it was time to talk about soccer. The whole page was filled with soccer. Not one Brianna Taylor trending anywhere on 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 Twitter. Your outrage means nothing because it's not even real to you. You people, people, people get mad over this and that, and then it just fades away. It goes away. People make Instagram posts and then keep scrolling. Exactly. <laughs> and start paying attention to something else and watching TikToks. <laughs> exactly. It's not, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's fake outrage. This isn't real. Like, no, but there are some people that it really does matter to, and they're making a point. Yes, but they are but hurt. But the majority doesn't. They're hurt by the majority. That's the problem. Well, that's why when you go and try to present a bill to Congress and get it passed, you're not protesting. Those people aren't in there stating the same facts over and over and over again or making up things about a situation. They're presenting a logical argument and stating their case. Yeah. If, if, our government worked on a basis of protesting to get things done. Where would we be? Right. And I'm not saying that protesting doesn't work because there are definitely instances where it has made a difference. Mm -hmm. It's just, come on, we're not going about it the right way. No. And you're putting in minimal effort. If this really mattered to you, you would make it your cause. It's it's really gross. It's it's gross when because not like people, a minute out of your day that you spend upset about it. Yeah, people people want to say, and here's a good a profound. They want to they want to make the profound statement. Look at me. I'm saying the right thing. Be proud of me for saying the perfect crafted tweet. Fuck you. (laughs) You're a douchebag. And you shouldn't, you are demeaning anyone who's actually trying to make change out of any of this. And the same thing with the people who go out and they do the protest and then they start vandalizing shit. They start trying to hurt people and they start trying to do all this shit. You are ruining everything. You're hurting your cause. And this is why Democrats are going to vote for Trump. Like, that's what's going to happen because they don't think Biden's going to put a stop to it. And I'm not making this up. There have been actual interviews that NPR has conducted with young Democrats Mm -hmm. who don't necessarily agree with all the protesting that's been going on. And even though they hate Trump for who he is, it's an important cause to them. So they're going to try. They're going to vote for him this year. Mm -hmm. And not Biden, because Biden's not going to get done what they want done. It's just people want change, but then they harbor these violent people. 
I don't think that people. It's all like in a way. It's think that it's people, immature. It's like a toddler's reaction to right. something that they disagree with. But I don't and think like that, that anger. That anger is great. That anger is beautiful. And shut up, Edward. I'm going to keep saying what I'm saying. I was already talking. But you need, but you need to redirect it. You need to deal with it appropriately. I don't think that the people who are actually peacefully doing protest are separating themselves from these violent people enough. Maybe not because they're all fighting for the same cause and you don't want to write off somebody who believes in what you believe in. Okay, but would you write off somebody who was doing that in your honor or in your cause? I mean, it depends on how far they take it. I mean, if, if they're being are, like, violent, burning down buildings yeah. and attacking people, then I mean, like that person in Atlanta who ran over a cop with a four wheeler. Mm-hmm. What did that accomplish? Nothing. It's not like, what did you do to that one individual? That wasn't a cop that killed somebody. I mean, maybe they did. We don't know. But like, that was just a random person this is the problem, that you though. decide to mow over. It's just, and the, and it's honestly also people who don't care about the cause and they're just looking for an excuse to be an asshole. Or to release their anger. Right. Be an asshole, like I said. Yeah. So, Julie, I think you are very profound on this topic and I think we should move on to the next one. Chris is going to hate this. He's never going to say anything <laughs> about it again. He'll probably like it, honestly. Probably. He's our best friend. It's been we, we've been talking for thirty three minutes already, Julie. Can you believe it? Wow. Maybe I won't have to say anything of my own today. <laughs> I just keep saving I mean, my one topic. I mean, you I want think... me to come up with four a month, but I just keep stretching out <laughs> yours, and then I leave mine for the end. That's why I said ninety five five earlier. Yeah. So except never mind. I might I might cut the talking about Trump's nominee because that's just his nominee, Amy Coney Barrett. That's that's who he is, wants well, to. I'm gonna I'm gonna enter this about Trump's nominee. We don't have to talk about who he's nominating, but you can talk about the fact this is not him paying respect to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I had to bite my tongue and listen kidding? to two of my managers <laughs> talk about how respectful it was that Trump wasn't going to announce his nominee until after her funeral, <laughs> like right fuck? after her fucking funeral. There was no respect at all. He purposely picked someone who was the opposite of her. But there are people who believe that. Why? Where? I don't why? know. Where are, they getting, crazy. where are they getting That's that from? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like they, they read, they, they listen to Fox News. They read these articles. They hear oh, about it. Oh, speaking of Fox you know News, dude, we're about oh, to listen to oh, a clip. Oh, he's such a good person. <laughs> he's, he's paying her respect. He's sitting through a funeral service. She's been, where is she? Right? She was, fuck. Okay. They brought her in and she's sitting where is she? Is she in Congress? Where is she? I don't know. My oh, God, this is bad. You know what I'm talking about? Where everyone's paying the respects to her in her coffin, and uh-huh. she's the first woman since Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm fucking. I really need to stop saying things before I fuck up. But so anyway, <laughs> moving she's on. A state. Is that what it is? Moving on. What was I saying? Anyways, Juliana. anyways, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm saying Julie. like they're treating okay. this man like he's done this great deed, but he hasn't. I have not seen one you positive that- news article about 
about him. So I don't know what these people, where these people are getting this. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I didn't make this up. I literally listened to a conversation between two grown men about it. And I know that that can't just be in their heads because they were separate people and they both agreed on this matter. This person is quite literally the opposite of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Because that's what he wanted. Exactly. You know what? Trump was probably fucking glad she died. Again. I bet it. I bet when he got the news. This is the second time, second episode that you've said that. And the first time it made me want to. Because, come on. He's getting what he wanted before he might be voted out of office. I don't think that the man is depraved enough to want someone to die just so he can have a, a political swing in his favor. If he didn't want it silly. so much, then he wouldn't be taking advantage of it when her last wish was that he wouldn't. You're being silly. What a huge leap. Okay. What a huge leap to make, Julie. Somebody will agree with me. Of course they will. People are fucking nuts right now. Do you not? I know. Like everybody in this, in this fucking goddamn I'm world. I'm influencing young minds. You okay, are I'm young brainwashing mind. them for my own purpose. That's what you do, right? Julie, what's the opposite That's of what encourage? Influencers do. <laughs> okay, what was the next topic? <laughs> we were talking about a. We're talking about Florida Governor. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. This fucking piece of shit. What is wrong with people? All right, let's listen a little bit. Because this man, he made a great decision. I'll tell you what, Julie, let's listen. Well, good afternoon. It's great to be here in uh, St. Petersburg again. Uh, we got a number of, uh, of folks that have joined us. I have uh, Senator Galvano and Representative DeSigley. Uh, from here in Pinellas County. Uh, thanks, Nick, and, and thanks, Bill, for what you've done. Uh, I got John Vasquez, Suncoast Police Benevolent Association, and we got a lot of folks uh, associated with the hotel and lodging uh, and restaurant industry. Uh, Danette Lynch, JT Corrales, announcement today, but before I do that, I just want to make some, some comments. We had a, uh, a big unveiling of some proposed legislation on Monday um, in terms of uh, maintaining law and order, public safety, and supporting the men and women who wear the uniform. And um, part of the reason we were in St. Petersburg, uh, here in the state of Florida, get to the point. A restaurant should be able to. I'm saying, geez. If you go out uh, here in the state of Florida, and you're sitting in a restaurant, you should be able to do that in peace uh, without having some lunatic come up and yell in your face. Um, I think that that should be dealt with, anyways. Uh, but our legislation will certainly do that. Uh, it's simply unacceptable to allow that type of behavior uh, here in the state of Florida. And so for those uh, law-abiding men and women who just want to live their lives, uh, we got your back. Uh, more help is on the way. Today's uh, announcement is uh, something that we, we discussed a little bit yesterday. We had a, uh, a Zoom roundtable with some uh, real esteemed scientists uh, from Stanford Medical School and Harvard Medical School, uh, discussing a whole range of issues about the, about the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, but also specifically uh, some of the mitigation measures in terms of, of businesses uh, that have been done. In the state of Florida, you know, people, we probably are the, the most open big state in the country. I mean, if you look, we've had theme parks operating for many months. Uh, of course, the beaches, hotels, 
Listen to this motherfucker trying to justify. It's so fucking long. I mean, Jesus Christ, just tell us. Okay, but you get where he's going, obviously. But like, listen to him yeah, trying to justify. Yeah, I get where he's going. I mean, right. trying to justify saying people are coming up and screaming in people's faces in restaurants. What about the people who are marching in Target? Have you seen those videos yes, of the anti-maskers marching in Target we, we and have, screaming at people? We don't have time for <laughs> Restaurants. We had some places in, in the Panhandle that had record summers. Uh, other places did well. Some other places were a little slower, partially through local, because of local restrictions. Some of them just from the natural lag in tourism uh, that we've seen. Uh, but but I think we've been able uh, to put a lot of people back to work over the last few months, uh, and then obviously uh, have more to do. So uh, today um, we have a lot of folks from the restaurant industry. They've been working very hard. Have had. Uh, uh, operating under uh, 50% capacity indoors. They've been doing a lot outdoors, but in Florida over the summer, that's not always the easiest. Uh, that will get a little bit better going forward as the weather cools. Uh, but um, in the state of Florida, uh, we are uh, today moving into uh, what we initially called phase three. Uh, and what that will mean for the restaurants is that there will not be limitations uh, from the, the state of Florida. And in fact, uh, we're also cognizant about the need for business certainty. Uh, there have been some local closures and, um, and other types of restrictions. And so uh, the order that I'm signing today uh, will guarantee restaurants uh, operate, uh, will not allow closures. Uh, they can operate uh, at a minimum of 50% regardless of local rule. And then if a local restricts between 50 and 100, they've got to provide the justification and they've got to identify what the costs are involved with doing that are. Uh, and I think that that's important. This is a very... This dude just said... Okay. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done listening to him. Like, please do not hit play again. He's so long-winded. It was hard to, like, maintain the points that he was making. But you got Because there was you got the so gist. much gap the, in between. Florida. That's the gist. Florida. Justification, the, the, justification is Flo- people are fucking dying, dude. Florida, the state that just had a huge outbreak... Of Corona, Florida, the state that was named the new epicenter of the U.S. Exactly, is now in phase fucking three, where everything is now open again. (laughs) What? What is? And they're talking about creating jobs. I was like, you know what? Look, look, I mean, look. Do you want to have a job or do you want to have a life? Like, do you want to live? Like, uh, what is this? What is this argument? This is so stupid. I don't understand. Nothing is going to go back to normal until we all fucking cooperate. No. So, like, have they put restrictions on, like, how long a restaurant can stay closed for if there's an outbreak because of this? Like, what happens then when all of these restaurants have outbreaks and they're closed anyways? What's going to happen inevitably, Juliana, is that they're going to be open now. And then there's going to be a huge outbreak again. Then they're going to go back to phase fucking zero. So th- this is just dumb. This is just a dumb strategy. There's never phase zero. They're, they're going to be like in phase two because they don't like to accept their own failure. This is awful. I was but, in Florida. Look, yeah, you were. Allie's in Florida. Allie is in Florida. That's why I mean, I, I was there like, and I shouldn't have been there. And even Pensacola had restrictions, but people were not abiding by them. Yeah. It was gross. So look. That's why I like literally did not leave the Airbnb. So look, I want to infuriate you before we're done with this topic. And this is a <sighs> clip from 
Fox News. <laughs> I have never watched Fox News, and I wanted to punch somebody after watching this clip. This this woman interviewing him. Whenever I stay with my grandparents, that's all they watch. As this as this idiotic governor is making his stupid points, this dumb anchor woman is sit if you can call her that is sitting there with like the happiest, smuggest look on her face, like he's making the greatest points. You're so smart, and we know more than everyone else. And it was just infuriating to me. You know what, Julie? Just for you, I'm going to share my screen so you can watch her. Oh, I was about to ask if you were going to do that. Because right. you were talking about Are you facial good? expressions. You all good? Nope. You got it. All right, let's go. Governor DeSantis, the man on the side of safety and freedom for his citizens, joins us now. Governor, uh, thank you for being with us tonight. Now, after you made your announcement, I know you probably missed this. You were a little busy. But CNN's Dr. Sanjay Gupta had this to say. The idea of reopening when we're nowhere near containment, there's just way too much viral transmission. Governor DeSantis has gone through this before. You saw what happened when they had that big spike. That's when they reopened. That's obviously a concern. But inside restaurants with full capacity, there is no mask mandate. There's no fine. These are all the wrong sort of decisions as far as actually trying to bring this pandemic under control. His response to this. It's infuriating. Uh, Governor, you're going to get a lot of this, but there. Look at her face. Look at her fucking face. <laughs> Why do they all Waving look so the similar to one another? Flag, the dang- Female hosts. Look at her mouth. Why does her mouth do that when she talks? It's un- infuriating. And her whole fucking demeanor, right? <laughs> okay, anyway. Botox. Your flag, the warning flag tonight about your decision. Why are you right and why are they wrong? Well, I think a lot of them are ignorant about Florida. I mean, we never closed down over the summer. He was talking about the Sunbelt spike. Uh, We actually had, of course, beaches, theme parks, retail operating at 100 percent. We had sports and summer camps over the summer. We have over 1.1 million students in face-to-face instruction for K through 12. We have college students that are on campus. Uh, We've had big events such as NFL with fans, college football with fans. We had a NASCAR race with 30,000 people. So we've been open. The final kind of piece to the puzzle was this. uh, How is that a justification? I swear I've heard enough. It's they like, were not okay, 100%. They're running at 100%. Okay, so let's, let, but even let's assume that he's telling the truth. How is but it a justification? Not. How is it a justification to say that we've been doing it wrong, so we decided to do it more wrong? <laughs> that's not how this, that's not how the, why? I mean, Jesus, like, he's, he's, he has to know, like, everything he said was bullshit. He's I mean, Disney the and Universal, person. they've been running on limited capacity. But please all keep bi- watching. Most businesses in Florida, beaches, their social distancing implemented at most places and businesses. And I need you to watch a little more because I need oh. you to see her face as he's talking in a minute. Capacity limitation on the restaurants at 50%. And so that was uh, the announcement today kind of brought that in for a landing. And a lot of those folks in that industry have had a really, really rough time. Uh, they've learned a lot about how to create a safe environment. I think that they'll be able to do that going forward. Uh, so I think it'll end up being good for, for jobs. I think it'll end up being good for their business. And I also think, Laura, we have to have a situation where individuals can make decisions uh, about what makes sense for them. 
And, uh, and if mm-hmm. that's something you're not comfortable doing, no one's going to force you to do it. Uh, but I do think that people need to be free to choose. Now, Governor, this is uh, something that Joe Biden said this week on the trail about, quote, national standards. President has to take the way that she speaks and looks is infuriating. I can't I cannot say it enough. You, OK, well, watch other Fox News broadcasts. I, You'll I, notice that they're all like that. I've made the decision not to <laughs> ever watch another like Fox News puppets. clip. It's like they're puppets. Dude, they're like bragging that they're going against something that could save lives. Who the people fuck do are what these? they want to do. I'm not going to force them to do yeah. anything. Yeah, we need to let people live their lives. But like, also, the fuck, they fuck want. the people who actually care. Yeah. That's what it is. It's fuck them. Yeah. We're, we're because giving people. They're not allowed to do it. We're giving like people. Like they want to do. They're not allowed to give money to those businesses anymore because they don't feel safe to enter them. We're giving people more jobs until they die. Yeah, because that's all they care about is making money. It's not about the people. It's that they were losing money, that their government and local economy were, un- were losing money. What does this make us what do you politically? Mean? If we have this opinion, what's it supposed to make us? Left. Left? Left. Hmm. That one dude in Media Club claims he's really far left, but he's... He was being a psychopath that day. Well, there's different stages to left. I mean, he he's like all the way at the end. Mm. And even Trump's not all the way at the right. I refuse to watch People try to say that he is, but he's not. I mean, because it's just, it's the two-party system. It's fucking stupid. I'm done with this. This is why I don't do politics, because it's just infuriating. What's a why? Why do I want to be mad at things? I don't. So dumb. It's being mad at people having other opinions. No, it's than yours. being mad at people having stupid opinions, though. Okay, but see, but I get that's it. The why, other side, that's why the other side thinks that the other opinion stupid. is stupid, right? Right. It's okay, okay, saying okay. that their Julie, opinion should be everybody's Julie, opinion. Stop being that's so what profound. Political parties are about. <laughs> stop being so it's profound. About making Julie. your opinion be forced on someone else instead of allowing about? you to do what you want to do. Which is exactly what the governor, the governor of Florida is saying. is like, just let people do what they want to do. That's not how our world works. Yeah, you can't do that when there's a pandemic and it's killing people. And what did, what number did we just pass of deaths in America? It's a high number. It's like over 200,000 or something. I think it's seven something. No, I haven't looked it's at crazy. it in a while. So, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Okay, but cool. I did want to, I wrote down this joke <laughs> because Garth Brooks came out in support of Donald Trump. I don't know who that is. Garth Brooks, the country singer? I don't know who that is. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't listen to country music. I don't either, but I know I who fucking Garth Brooks is. I don't know. He sings that one song. Dun, 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 dun. I got friends in low places. Oh, that person, the old one. Yeah, the one who's I got not commercial. friends in low places. So I wrote down yeah. a joke that says he's got friends in potus places. Yeah, that's not funny. 
Edward, you're a close friend of mine. Hey, you know what <laughs> you just brought up that I realized? We didn't do a cow joke last episode. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah, I mean, that's the only one that I've remembered. I'm cool with it. It's cool. What happened to special guest? Hmm? Oh, it's you not mentioned. time for that yet. You have to talk about your... Oh, I thought you were going to bring it up in part with yours. No. We're going to call her at the end. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot that, you know, I was expected to really contribute. Anyways, Edward, you mentioned earlier that I started this new job. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the people are curious. Why does someone as precious <laughs> as, as Julie need to work for a living? And the answer is, I'm fucking broke and I have bills to pay. And unlike what my manager said to me when he was hiring me, I don't just need to pay for snacks and to go out with my friends. <laughs> I have real shit to deal with. You got owned. <laughs> it really pissed me off, you know? Yeah. He's like, see. you you act like you're hiring a teenager. I'm 22 and my parents don't oh, support me. You're so mature, Julie. No, but seriously, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, but you look like you're 12, what, dude. I know I look like I'm 12. Literally, <laughs> my first shift, everybody was asking me, oh, is this your first job? <laughs> and it, with the college, mask, it bro. makes it worse. With the mask, it makes it worse because then it's like like only the upper half of my face. And I mean, I'm not a short person, so it's just... No, but you're kind of... Um... You're kind of gangly. Yeah. That's not what it's called. It's something similar to that. Whatever. You're like a a beanstalk. Yeah. I mean, I do have to admit, like, my arms are longer than they should be. I did one of those things when I, I went to a conference. And you know how the things like your wingspan is supposed to be your height? Well, my arms are longer than when I am <laughs> tall. <laughs> So what? What do you? Oh yeah, I look fucking awkward. My sister's called me a BFG since I was a kid, and it doesn't mean big friendly giant. It means big fucking giant, and it's rude. (laughs) So what did you want to bring up about this? I don't remember. (laughs) Job. I was offended by how much money I was offered. Not offered. It was like take this or get out. And this is a grocery store, right? Yeah, it's a grocery store. Okay. So I want to talk about why I'm worth more than minimum wage. But you're getting of course, more than I am making wage. more than minimum wage. But in comparison to other businesses in the area, the place I'm working at isn't offering as much as they are. So it may as well be minimum wage. The federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five. Minimum wage in Georgia is seven twenty-five. Same with Tennessee. So really, they're not, you know, required to offer me any more than that but they've given me nine dollars an hour whatever the only reason i took the position is because it also allows tips which is making it worth it as of so far it's been two days but i'm happy with what i've made so far probably helps that i'm working on the weekends and more people want their groceries prepared for them then Uh, okay are you uh, worth more than minimum wage because unlike what they assume, this isn't my first job. And? 
you're going into an entry-level job. But I'm not giving entry-level work. And the thing is, at companies like this, you don't get a pay raise based off of performance. You just get it over a period of time. So you work for six months and you get 50 cents more. But like, so that means even I can't be a shitty employee. I'm sorry. I'm just not capable of it. I put in hard work. So even though I shouldn't. And then you have these teenagers just sitting around doing shit, getting paid the same amount, if not more, because they worked at a GameStop for five months. And that's considered proper retail experience. But the places that I've worked aren't. And And I'm doing a better job than they are. And you've worked for two days. No, I'm not saying that I should get paid more now. I'm just saying like there is no opportunity for me to get paid more because of my performance. Uh Uh-huh. Because they don't allow it. You only, everybody gets the same pay raise at the same time, even if they're lazy ass motherfuckers. I mean, that's most jobs, Julie. You usually. You get, I'm I'm arguing with the whole system. When you, I know when you work for a major, major corporation, that's how it works. If you work for a small business, then it's possible that that won't happen. I mean, yeah, but you've worked my first jobs. It was a small family owned business and I got a pay raise within the first month. I like how I let you talk during my segments and you never let me talk during yours. <laughs> Julie, you've worked there for two days. They don't know what your long-term anything is going to be yet. You could be a horrible employee. Should... You could kill it the first two days and then fucking suck like the rest of the teenagers. I'm not saying that I should get a pay raise now. It's an, in- it's an entry-level job. I'm sa- There's no incentive to work hard. Then don't. That's why it's an entry-level job. I feel bad. Okay. No, you're that's angry. That's why I kill, I kill myself at you're all the jobs hard. that I take is because I work too hard. You're working hard so that you can be upset at the end of the day that you should be getting paid more. Yeah, so I just mean, but don't also work there hard. is somewhat of an incentive to work hard at the job that I'm doing because of the allowance of tips. Okay. So, so how there it is works an incentive. is that I want to make sure that I get my job done as quickly as I can so I can move on to the next one so that somebody else can't take it and possibly get a tip if it's offered. Right. So I like, I'm running back are and you forth one of, are trying you, to take the jobs away from other people so I can get paid. Oh, more. you're one of those people that, that get the groceries and take it to the cars. Yeah. Oh, pick up. that's fun. You're a woman. You like grocery shopping. So it works. No, I'm there's three different stages to it. and I'm not doing that part right now. Oh, I'm doing the attending, which is like gathering all the groceries from a separate area where they've been picked and placed by those other people and then taking them out to the car and being nice to these people and putting them in their car. Julie, I just want to say in conclusion, (laughs) you. I'm sorry. Look, we're about to hit an hour and I don't want to spend an hour because we, you know, I'll explain to you later why, but. In conclusion, I think you should be paid more too, because I think you're the bestest person in the whole wide world. But someone has to have the opposite opinion of you. That's what I have to do. I'm not saying that I should necessarily be paid more than other people. I'm saying like you should. We should should be offered more. Period. Nine dollars an hour is not enough for an adult to live off of. Well, calling yourself an adult is questionable, but we'll move on. So, what I want to do right now. So what I want to do right okay, now, okay, sir, who doesn't care because they live off the refund check? Well, I'm afforded that opportunity, so I and take I'm it. I'm not, so I have. But to guess work what? I also bills. tutor at the school for money, bro. 
It's just extra money. You don't need it. <laughs> How dare you, first of all? <laughs> I know you don't. You don't know me. Jeez. Well, you wouldn't if you hadn't spent so much money on shit you, you are need. so ungrateful. Such an ungrateful person. You know what? You know what? What? What if she doesn't pick up? She doesn't get her birthday message. Hello? Allie? Julie wants to say something to you. Happy birthday. Early. Happy birthday. Well, well thank you, my love. Happy birthday, Allie. I hope you're having a great birthday Nobody cares party. what you have to say, Edward. I hope you're having a fantastic <laughs> birthday party. Oh, Allie, I wanted to show you something. Are you ready? What? So I'm laying there. Barbecue sauce on my titties. You're welcome. Beautiful. Is that my birthday present? <laughs> yeah, you get. You I'm get a part it. of your soundboard for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you get a button. So Julie's being mean oh to God. me. Will you call her a, a c word for me? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we just wanted to call and wish you a very happy birthday. Are you having a good time? Well, thank you. Um. Well, I've just been cooking so far. Everybody's gonna come over around like nine. Oh, well, we hope you have a good time. The podcast supports you huh. as a person. As a human being and an individual. Yes. And mm-hmm. Allie, it's yeah. so good. We wish you would have been able to be here earlier because we were talking about Florida and your stupid ass governor being a dumbass. Dude, are you talking about him opening everything? Yeah. Oh, God, don't get me started on that, man. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> we could barely listen to him talk. So we get it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, thank you, you so much for answering <laughs> your phone, bro. You're welcome. And we will talk to you in a future episode. Yes, probably next week. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a good birthday party. Bye. Bye. Well, that was lovely, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Good times. I feel bad that she's cooking on her birthday, but I do that too. So yeah, you women, you love to cook and grocery shop. That's what I know. Julie, this has been oh am God. I canceled? This has been so much fun. You no, know what we did? We talked Not about Brianna Taylor, the fate of the police officers. We talked about the Florida governor being a piece of shit. We talked about minimum wage. We briefly brought up Amy Coney Barrett, but we didn't get into it because. It's not really an official thing yet, so we can talk about it later. And we brought up my awesome Garth Brooks joke, and I think that is the focal point of the episode. And the episode should be called I Garth think you Brooks should edit Joke. It out. The episode will be called Garth Brooks Joke, and that is the bottom line. I think line. the episode should be called Disencouraged because you really want <laughs> to say that. No, what, what's the word? Discouraged. No, no, the other one disencouraged no chris profound profound <laughs> yes that's the episode name profound, profound and disencouraged I like it. disencouraged and profound <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, Julie, thank you so much for being here because you are a wonderful co-host and you are so appreciated and attractive. We'll see you guys next Very episode. So. I'm Edward. And you're not attractive to me. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you're listening to Am I... Wrong fucking button. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an awful show. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week to find out if we're canceled. Until then, this has been Am I Canceled?